Words from My Teachers, an everyday Buddhism podcast featuring readings from the books written by and about my teachers from the Bright Dawn Center of Oneness Buddhism and the Kabose Dharma Legacy. Reverend Gyome Kabose, Reverend Koyo Kabose, and Haya Akagarasu. This podcast is dedicated with great love and gratitude to the teachers and teachings of Reverend Koyo Kabose, Reverend Gyome Kabose, and all those that went before. May all benefit. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Words from My Teachers. You know, I, I mentioned this in the in the intro or the promo of this uh, podcast series that um, I started the Everyday Buddhism podcast in 2018, and I did that so that I could share the everyday approach to Buddhism that I learned from my teacher, Reverend Koyo Kabose, and the Bright Dawn Lay Ministry Program. And I said that it was an approach that wasn't widely widely taught or communicated at the time or now. It's uh, completely non-sectarian. It is definitely everyday, and it's non-hierarchical. And it makes a huge difference in how I think these the Dharma is taught. So the lineage that the Bright Dawn teachings derive from is unique in the Dharma sphere. And its teachings, as I said, are what I built my podcast as well as my virtual Sangha on. So I thought for this first episode, it might be nice to give a long sort of about page, you know, history of uh, the Bright Dawn Center of Oneness Buddhism, and the Kabose Dharma lineage. So this is the first of the two episodes that I will offer to the public. After that, they will be a subscriber-based podcast, and you can find out um, and sign up to receive those uh, podcasts on a weekly basis through the Substack link, which will in the show notes of this particular podcast. After these first two episodes, they won't appear in the flow of my Everyday Buddhism podcast, except for an occasional one I might want to share publicly. So in this first episode, I will give a background of Bright Dawn based on the article I wrote some years ago. The article was called The Bright Dawn Center of Oneness Buddhism, Buddhism with Attitude, keeping it real and alive. It summarizes the history of the Kabose family and Bright Dawn. And I have also shared a link to the PDF of the original article in the Substack feed. Reverend Koyo Kabose and his father, Reverend Gyome Kabose, continued the mission started by the Japanese Pure Land teachers, Honan and Shinran, which was to bring the Dharma to everyone in their everyday lives. Reverend Gilme Kabose's life work was dedicated to promoting Buddhism in America so that the Dharma could be a part of the lives of those in a Western culture where Buddhism was not native. 
In his own words, he said, I have always dreamed of establishing an, an American Buddhism different from Indian, Chinese, or Japanese Buddhism, a uniquely American Buddhism that could be easily understood and practiced by Americans and that would contribute to American life and culture. This Buddhism can be explained in simple everyday language and practiced in every aspect of our daily life. Yet, it is a unique Buddhist life way, non-dichotomized and non-dualistic, that will bring about a peaceful, meaningful, creative life, both individually and collectively. Unquote. Reverend Gilme Kabose lived his life energized by this calling. He founded the Buddhist Temple of Chicago in 1944 and worked as its head minister until retiring at the age of 86. He was recognized as a true pioneer in the westernization of Buddhism and received multiple awards, including the prestigious religious award from the Byoko Denso Kyoki, which is the Society for the Promotion of Buddhism, for his international missionary work. He was active in Japanese culture and the arts and in his local community, including the Boy Scouts of America, the City of Chicago, and the Japanese American Service Community. Born in San Francisco on June 21, 1905, Masao Kabose was the son of Japanese immigrants. When he was three, he was sent to live with his father's family in Japan following his parents' divorce. He returned to the United States when he was 17. Although he was raised in a Buddhist family, he was not interested in religion until he met Reverend Taigan Hatta of the Oakland Buddhist Church. Reverend Hatta was a student of Reverend Haya Akagarasu, whom he met in Japan. Reverend Akagarasu had a profound influence on Reverend Hatta, giving him an entirely new understanding of Buddhism that colored his teachings at the Oakland Church and caused an uproar with the board. The board accused Reverend Hatta of being a person with wrong views, or Lianjin. I think I pronounced that right. I may uh, botch these Japanese pronunciations from time to time, so excuse me, especially those who may have an understanding of uh, the Japanese language better than I do. So at the same time, Masao Kabosi was getting more actively involved in the church and Buddhism, organizing a popular young people's group and becoming the president of the local chapter of the Young Buddhist Association of Northern California. Reverend Hatta was ultimately dismissed from the church, and he started a new group called Kaiudosha Mission, Seeker of the Way, which was supported by Masao. Masao Kobosi was critical of the current state of Buddhist churches and teachings in America and resigned from the Buddhist churches of America, even though he had been quite active. Kabosi's interest in Buddhism and Eastern philosophy was kindled, so he went on to further his education. In 1929, the then 24-year-old Masao was asked to serve as Reverend Akagarasu's personal secretary 
during Akagarasu's tour of the United States. After that tour, he was invited by Reverend Akagarasu to study at his temple in Japan. After graduating with a major in philosophy, Kabose traveled to Japan in 1936 with his new wife, Minnie. Masao and Minnie lived at Reverend Akagarasu's temple, where Masao was given the Dharma name Gyome, spelled G-Y-O-M-E-I, meaning bright dawn. He later changed the spelling to Gyome, G-Y-O-M-A-Y, to make it easier for Americans to pronounce. With the tension of the pending war building in Japan, they and other Americans were advised to leave for the U.S., catching the next-to-last boat on July 4, 1941. They lived with Minnie's parents in California with their two sons, Don and Sunan, until April 1942, when they were ordered to an internment camp along with 120,000 other Japanese Americans. They remained at the camp at Heart Mountain, Wyoming, for two years. Then, Reverend Gilme Kabose relocated to Chicago, where he established the Buddhist Temple of Chicago. In 1966, Reverend Kibose flew to Japan for three more years of studies in Buddhism at Otani University. Before heading back home, he traveled extensively, visiting historical Buddhist sites in India, the Buddhist Conference in Malaysia, and Europe. When at the temple, Reverend Kabose wore street clothes and added only a ceremonial belt, robe, and prayer beads as required by the specific ritual. His simple attitude and mild manners often belied his knowledge and experiences and his great calling to spread the teachings and help others. The key to those teachings is best illustrated by what he wrote in his booklet, American Buddhism, A New Direction, first presented in 1965 at the Eastern Young Buddhist League Conference. He wrote, quote, Regardless of its intrinsic value, the only real value of Buddhism for the individual is determined by how one understands and lives it. There is a living Buddhism and a dead Buddhism. Dead Buddhism is the mere knowledge of Buddhism. Living Buddhism is that which is understood by the whole body, not just the head or heart, and is lived by the person." Unquote. This philosophy, living, and teaching style is like a lineage imprint from Honan to Shinran Shonin and down through the Higashi Hoganji sect, producing many influential thinkers, including Bright Dawn Transmission lineage teachers, Reverend Manchi Kiyozawa and Reverend Haya Akagarasu. Reverend Akagarasu, a student of Reverend Kiyozawa, was the successor to Kiyozawa's revival movement, and he advocated his teachings throughout Japan. The highlight of those teachings have a strong lineage resemblance to the philosophy and methods taught by Reverend Gilme Kabosi and continued in the teachings of Reverend Koyo Kabosi and the Bright Dawn Center. As noted by Gyoko T. Sato, who translated the now-out-of-print book, Shout of Buddha, Writings of Haya Akagarasu, quote, 
In looking at Reverend Kiyazawa and Reverend Akagarasu, the fact to notice is that they abandoned the thousand-year-old Buddhist terminology and used ordinary words to manifest Buddhism. In order to do that, they had to translate the teaching with their own flesh and blood. Unquote. When asked what key teaching of Reverend Akagarasu most influenced Reverend Gyome Kabose, Reverend Koyo Kabose said it was non-dualism. He said that the way of oneness that his father emphasized stressed the non-dualistic teachings, especially as contrasted to the traditional Jodo Shinsu environment. As Reverend Koyo Kabose explained, Amida is often viewed in a dualistic way, but when Reverend Gome Kabose spoke of Amida, he would use the non-dual term universal life as a synonym. Reverend Koyo Kabose said his father's koan was just live life. When he autographed his books, he would write naturalness, suchness, or oneness. Reverend and Mrs. Arthur Takimoto wrote in a tribute to Reverend Gome Kabose in the book Remembering Sensei. Quote, Sensei was an innovator. It took a great deal of gumption and fortitude in trying to open the eyes of the then Japanese-American public to a broader scope of understanding of Jodo Shinsu in America. Going beyond a closed and narrow medieval concept of Jodo Shinsu, he ventured to bring Jodo Shinsu as it should be practiced and understood when Shinran Shonin himself advocated in the Kyogyo Shinso that he wanted to clarify the teaching of Honen at the same time, follow the Dharma as taught by Buddha Shakyamuni, unquote. When asked if Reverend Koyokobose practiced the Nembutsu, he replied to me that his sense of Nembutsu is to think about the Buddha, and that the Nem in the Nembutsu is the core of mindfulness. He emphasized that when something becomes a ritual, it becomes commonplace and essentially dead, robbing the personal impact from people. When asked what sutra or sutras most influenced Reverend Gyome Kabose and Reverend Koyo Kabose, he said his father's favorite sutra was the Tembutsu Gay. And Reverend Koyo Kabose said he was most influenced by the Heart of the Great Wisdom Paramita Sutra or the Heart Sutra. But he added that he wonders about the notion of sutras themselves regarding their form and chanting. Most are rooted in history and then become central to a particular denomination. He added that when it comes to the bright dawn center of oneness Buddhism, he thought that since there was a beginning of a new legacy and tradition, our niche sutras should be the writings of Reverend Gilme Kabose, and the main goal of bright dawn would be to keep the central sutras in Reverend Gyome Kabosi's writing available, keep his actual voice alive, and then support the core lay ministry program's mission to spread the teachings. It is my hope 
that this podcast will help keep Reverend Gilmay and Reverend Coyle's voices alive. Reverend Coyle believed the lay ministry program was core to Bright Dawn's mission, and he was surprised at how it evolved into natural sanghas developing among each class and among the lay ministers as a whole. The sense of togetherness and sharing of the lay ministers' individual spiritual journeys in a mutual polishing atmosphere is something he thought offered the most value and was a demonstration of what living Buddhism is all about. It is very much a real-life approach, not an intellectual approach to Buddhism. I can testify to this as a lay minister in the program, inducted in 2009 in the in the second lay ministry group. Um, I can testify to that sense of sangha. When the program was over, I can almost every one from every program, now after completing the 15th program, everyone felt a big loss at the end after their induction. Uh, the lay ministry program was established in 2006, and since that time, it has trained and inducted 115 lay ministers in 15 training cohorts or lay ministry classes. The training program paused for one year as the Leadership Council regrouped to become operational following the passing of Reverend Koyokobose in March of 2022. The lay ministry program offered and still offers an important option to the type of religious training that prepares someone to function in traditional professional ministerial roles meeting the needs of today's increasingly secular world. The program endorses the concept of lay spiritual teachers instead of a sharply defined dichotomy between lay and clergy, encouraging lay people to provide religious teachings and practices rather than just be passive consumers or receivers. The Lay Ministry Program is a two-year program introducing the way of oneness with the goal of developing a continually evolving daily practice and being able to see the Dharma, Dharma teachings in all aspects of one's life. The program concludes with participants attending a Lay Ministry Induction Ceremony at the Bright Dawn Center in Coarse Gold, California. Inducted lay ministers are active in their local communities, establishing independent sanghas, contributing to other Buddhist and religious groups as guest speakers and Dharma teachers, working in prison ministries, functioning as lay ministry training program facilitators and co-facilitators, and serving as spiritual resources and friends to a wider community through the Bright Dawn Sangha Ning site discussion groups and forums. This living, real-life Buddhism of the Bright Dawn Center of Oneness Buddhism can be found in many teachings on the websites, publications, and YouTube videos, including the famous, I would say, oneness formula that was originated by Reverend Koyo Kabosi. The formula goes, U equals 2I plus 2A equals E. U equals right understanding, 
the two I's equals impermanence and interdependency, and the two A's equals acceptance and appreciation, and E equals enlightened living. So that means right understanding equals the understanding of impermanence and interdependency and an acceptance and appreciation of those things. And then that equals enlightened living. The way of oneness formula is intended to be universal. Although the formula comes out of a general Buddhist perspective, it is expressed in a way that hopefully makes it accessible to Buddhists of any sect to followers of other religions, or even to those with no particular religious orientation. To remember the teachings means to live them in one's everyday life. This is the most important thing. Another example of these everyday teachings that Reverend Koyokobose originated is the yes feature that's yes, your everyday spirituality feature in every issue of the Oneness Quarterly Newsletter of the Bright Dawn Center of Oneness Buddhism. For example, here is a practice for a month of June in a past issue. The theme is calmness with the purpose of dealing with stress. The method is to do a breathing in gasho with arms apart, and palms facing each other, bring palms together while taking a big inhale. Then hold your breath for a while before exhaling. It is a known fact that when having trouble catching your breath due to stress, holding your breath helps restore getting your breath back. All of these resources for everyday spiritual development are available because of the work of the Bright Dawn organization. When Reverend Gyome Kabose was 92, his son, Reverend Koyo Gabose, realized what a tragedy it would be if after a lifetime dedicated to promoting Buddhism in America, his father's great contributions would be lost. And with that, the Kabose Dharma legacy was established in 1998 to ensure the con- continuity of Reverend Kabose's life work. At the same time, Reverend Gyome Kabose transmitted his spiritual authority to his son, Reverend Koyo Sunan Kabose, who passed away in 2022. The Kabose Dharma legacy became the Bright Dawn Institute for American Buddhism in 2008. Then it was renamed as the Bright Dawn Center of Oneness Buddhism in 2011. It supports a broad range of organizational and publication projects under the spiritual direction, used to be under the spiritual direction of Reverend Koyo Kabose, and the leadership of the board of directors. It manages reprinting of Reverend Gilme Kabose's book, Reverend Koyo Kabose's book, publishing and distributing in its free quarterly newsletter, Oneness, which is also online, and more including a Dharma Center in Coruscant, California. The everyday Dharma teachings of Reverend Gyome and Reverend Koyo Kabose are reaching a wide international audience of spiritual seekers through the organizational website brightdawn.org and the social ning site brightdawnsangha.ning.com. Reverend Gyome Kabose and Reverend Koyo Kabose's books 
articles, vi videos, practice and ritual resources can be found through the links on both sites. And I will provide links to these at in the show notes here and also in the in the uh, Substack article announcing this podcast distribution. I hope this shines some light on Bright Dawn. Many times people who hear one of our lay ministers talk or fo follow their sangha really don't really understand what Bright Dawn is all about. And I think this is a wonderful way to present sort of the deep thinking and foundations that both Reverend Gyome and Reverend Koyo Kabose applied so that every day Buddhism could be practiced. Thanks for listening. Until next time.